Hello, this is Ozzy Osbourne, and you're listening to Jonah Radio. Well, you pointed at me last time. You, all, you just heard it. Yeah. What you, what you just forgot? What I you forgot exactly mind? what happened. I perfect recall. Perfect recall. It was 30 seconds ago. for tuning in to Jonah Ray Dio can't make it Dio can't make it no no he can't he can't make it oh wait is he here no, Dio made my, it that's my ringtone <laughs> oh so, yeah uh, thanks for tuning in my name is Jonah Ray uh, uh, this is our producer Cass Hartzell hey everybody a little bit more Hey, everybody, this is Cash Hartzell coming to you from the end of the coffee table. There it is. Thank this you. is uh, 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 Neil. Mm-hmm. This is Neil Mahoney. Fantastic, because I'm holding my microphone close to my face. That doesn't count. Sure. You can't drop yourself before you enter into the... You can't, that's, can't that's, drop yourself you before you enter the, blop, blop yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, also, we have a guest in here. Uh, oh, yeah. What? Uh, what? We do. What? We do? We do. We sure do. Uh, he's at the door. Oh, yeah, just fucking surprise me with some shit. Oh, surprise you with the thing you've been doing consistently the past times we had guests? Oh, God. Oh, there. Hey, there's somebody at the door. Hold on. uh, You know what? They're already in the room. Yeah, they are. Well, I was was ready. I was getting ready for the the applause one. Um, Neil is firing on all cylinder today. Uh, (laughs) uh, Our guest, (laughs) who is... Regretting saying yes to hanging out as a uh, uh, he is he is a summer servo on the Mystery Science Theater tours. He is a bonehead on the Mystery Science Theater Netflix show. He is a writer. He is a Second City performer, and he is a now a Los Angelino yeah. from the Valley, Mister Tim Ryder. Thank you, thank you very much. Oh, that's please, that's more than enough. <laughs> now, now, Tim, this I'm guessing feels mm-hmm. like when your friend at school invites you over. Uh, to his house for like dinner and then it turns out the like parents just scream at each yeah. other the entire time. Like I thought we were just going to be playing Super Nintendo uh-huh. yeah, because he had F-Zero and we were just going to race around a track a bunch. But it turns <laughs> out you're going to see a casserole hit a kitchen wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having to duck vases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should get out of the room where the parents are fighting. I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of a race. <laughs> I gotta- <laughs> I'm very into this. I've got to finish. F Zero. We don't uh, have Super Nintendo at yeah. home. <laughs> F Zero. One of the first. It was one of the first Super Nintendo. Uh, right. It was. It was. I, I, it was a launch title, I believe, or at least close to. Yeah. And that's true. I didn't have Super Nintendo at home. I was not allowed to have video game consoles growing up. So I made friends with Me people neither. who did. Yeah. How I many of also. those kids you still talk to? Not many. <laughs> that was. A, we had that with a, a Nintendo 64. Me and my friend Bobby go over to this kid, Kimo Jarrett's house. Uh, we hated this kid. And this kid, oh. he was also like a dick. That's the thing. He well, knew. He knew what he had. Oh. Yeah. Back then, actually, no, it wasn't just shots fired. Uh, we did this thing years afterwards that we would go and order. Waters from a Jack in the Box drive-through, and then swing by his house, um, and th- and yell, uh, "Yo, Kimo Jarrett, you're a dork!" Uh, and then throw him at his window. <laughs> what did the people at the drive-through think of you ordering waters? We tipped them out. 
One buck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that made it worth their while. Yeah, it was. Uh, Turns out you were a bully all along. Turns out I was the uh, the beauty was the beast. (laughs) (laughs) But he was a he was a real piece of shit. He did like really he was really mean. Oh, okay. Uh, And uh, he was uh, he was he was really. That's why we stopped hanging out with him. Real mean guy. Mm. Yeah, probably real mean because he knew everyone was using him for his Nintendo sixty (laughs) four. It's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. People yeah, like I, that aren't worthy of the Rumble Pack. <laughs> <laughs> I only had a Game Boy growing up. That was the only thing I ever got. That was oh, just, just so the cool. Game Boy. I wanted one Game of those. Boy. Had Paperboy. Had a like some sort of Super Mario version. I don't mm-hmm. know yeah. what it was called, but yeah, My, those were the two games. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing's not even Tetris, which it came with. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Tetris. I got uh, yeah, 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 Tetris, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think I also I played more Tetris on like actual computers. Than yeah, it was it was a big game for a, for a long time. Tetris was still is. Yeah. They got they got you know they got Tetris in VR now. Oh yeah, yeah you put it on and like the blocks and are you have to like the, grab them and twist them. I think there's some sort of yeah control over it, but the whole and idea you're at, is you're like, at the bottom. The blocks are falling toward you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. It's really anxiety inducing. Yeah, yeah. more so. It's like nine eleven the video game. You're just. <laughs> I don't know what this says about. Uh, <laughs> Let's turn the page on that joke. <laughs> now, you now exist in a world where that joke was never made. Yeah, they've got that Tetris 99 now. <laughs> <laughs> the only Tetris has been. No, no, like no. <laughs> There's more Tetris things I want to talk about. There's more versions of Tetris. There's a Tetris now that's like a battle royale where you're playing it against a bunch of other people. No way. Really? And your your um, lines that you clear can screw them over, and you you try to be the top one remaining. It's like they they figured out how to do uh, the the Mario Kart battle, but with Tetris. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, that's fun. Well, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We got some uh, music news segments coming up. Some got good tunes we're gonna be playing, and we're gonna do a little bit of a uh, fantasy soundtrack uh, later on in the show. We're gonna start off with the first song from Chris Staples. This is uh, the song "World Is on Fire" from Holy Moly. <laughs>
and we stood outside and talked everybody knows the world's on fire but for the Chris Staples. Chris. Albums. Uh, holy moly. Uh, now, uh, were we, uh, if you just. Back if, announce in the radio business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, we, we did it on the top. We do a top and tails here at Jonah Radio. Top and tails. Yeah. Look uh, at you. <laughs> looking like Mr. Peanut. That reminds me of what's the President Camacho line and. Uh, in uh, Idiocracy, where is it? He's, a, he's, a, he's like, look at that. Looks like a little peanut. <laughs> like, just, um, we're, 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 if you're just tuning in to the podcast, we, uh, we're sitting here with uh, Tim Tim Ryder. If you skipped uh, all of our ads at the beginning <laughs> and then went too far yeah. past the first song. <laughs> like Somebody was like, I'm going to listen to this podcast. Ah, I'm going to skip to the middle. I've only got 48 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to listen at two times speed. Just going to skip ahead. Now, now Tim, you, uh, you just moved out here from Chicago. I did about a year and eight months ago. No, I, I, but who's that, counting? That that's, seems like sixteen a, months. That seems like a, a a fairly long time, but I still feel somewhat new. Yeah, to, to Los bit. Angeles, it takes a bit out here. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, you got your traffic. You got your pizza. Oh you know, my you god! Got, you, Don't you, get you, this you, guy trying started. To, trying to figure out the subway system. Uh, you know, there's <laughs> a. It's really crazy. But then, of course, you got the Liberty Bell. You got uh, yeah, Bourbon Street down there, right next to Venice, and uh, <laughs> there's just so many things to do. All South by Southwest. Don't get me started. Like <laughs> like a hub of stuff keep going. Keep LA on. weird. Yeah, just keep it weird. Go, you know, just and get a good get a good look at the LA landscape up on that Space Needle. Voodoo Donuts. You voodoo stop Donuts. By. There is Voodoo Donuts down here, though. Oh, God you ruined the bit, Cash. <laughs> Come Apparently, down to Los Angeles, the city of windy shoulders. <laughs> they, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you haven't been to the uh, old Universal City Walk lately. They no. got Voodoo Donuts over there. They do, and They're the people franchise? go crazy for it. They do. You know all it is? Stale cereal on a donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great job, everybody. Voodoo Donuts. If you're interested in advertising on Jonah Radio, please mm-hmm. uh, get to us at. Now, Tim, uh, you... Uh, I prefer Donut Friend. Thank you. Oh, uh, there he is. Oh, uh, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Yeah. Mark Trombino. And friend guest. of Donuts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, now, or uh, genocidal maniac of Donuts. That's true, depending Ooh. on your perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does cut them in half and fill them with stuff. Yeah. yeah. The friend of my Donut Friend is my frenemy. <laughs> New t-shirt. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but, Mark uh, Trevino, if you're interested in advertising on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what, Tim? This is a, I know you listened, so you're, you're very well aware of the segment that's coming up next. Can't wait. It's my favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm going to let you do the announcement. It is time for that part of the show where we talk about music news in a segment called <laughs> Music News. Wow, Tim, great job. Woo. That's right. That's right. It's time for Music News with our brand new intro song. Wow. Which is totally clearable. Karaoke version. Wait, this is... Karaoke version. You know what? I'm just realizing this sounds like a Sean Nana song. Oh. Yeah, from the album... Uh, <laughs> the lyrics are still there. It's just it's there, still. but they're just like <laughs> just they somehow like mixed down. Yeah, it's probably anyway. like to give you like a little bit of a, a little like backing. backing vocal. Yeah. People need confidence. It's a tricky song. Well, it is time for music news when uh, we delve into the world of news and then lean into the music part of that news. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to open with the continuing saga of uh, Little Nas X? Lil Nas X, guys. Uh, we missed it last week. That's right. We Lil did. Nas the X, bombshell. he, uh, he, he uh, revealed to his fans. You know Lil Nas X? Sure, Old Country Road. Of course, yeah. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Old, town old road. Country Buffet. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Which oh, is you, the oh. Weird Al version coming out. <laughs> oh, you guys Gotta like... get my... No, <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't work regional. He's nationwide if he's going to use a chain. <laughs> <laughs> old Country... Wait, Old, old Country Buffet? Yeah. I thought that isn't that just an East Coast thing. I've never oh. seen it out here. I've never seen it. Out, I don't know. I grew up near one. You know they closed a bunch of Boston markets. Oh really? no! Yeah. Anyway, well, Boston Boston's market. Boston's market. They closed a bunch of Boston's market. Yes. Berenstein Bears. It's like attorneys general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seals and Crofts. <laughs> Um, Old Town Road, of course. Uh, yes. Of course, yeah. Old Town yeah. Road. You Thank guys, you for the... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. so anyway, uh, he came out of the closet, um, which he said a lot of people he knew already knew, but he came out uh, on a larger platform that yeah. he is, in fact, a uh, uh, homosexual male. Mm-hmm. Came out on the last day of Pride. Last month. day of Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy, fantastic. Fantastic for him to do that. Um, to, uh, if only, further... Uh, any anger that the uh, Nashville country community yeah. had yeah. towards him. <laughs> Not only yeah. did a, a black guy get onto the uh, the charts, that wasn't Darius Rucker, but... Uh, or Charlie Pride. Don't forget Charlie Pride. <laughs> Charlie Pride. He, yeah. he, he says he deals with a lot of it, too. Oh, really? A lot of that racism in Nashville. Oh. Yeah, but... Is he uh, still alive? Yeah, I think so. He's yeah. like from that, like, uh, that, like, Johnny Casher, isn't he? Is he? I think so. Is that a thing he's in? Uh, but uh, yeah, Lil Nas X also uh, recently put out his first EP, and then uh, he also did a, a, an episode of some online episode of uh, Kitchen Nightmares. What? <laughs> yeah, the dude's just going for it. Was it his yeah. kitchen? I don't understand. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think it was just like some other. Kind it was of a coincidence. Thing. This was, was booked it? last year. He, but he just did something. I you know I, I saw it online, but I I, I clearly accidentally. Uh, Close the window before I had a chance to read it. Uh, really, pull, really pulling on. I'm just really kneeling it today. Um, Ooh, hit the. There's a there's a drop for this, Neil. There's a drop for it on there. No, it's, I'm sure it's near there. But, but Neil, but, do the one, do the drop. Um, 
But uh, yeah, it's like uh, like they posted about it, and then uh, Lil Nas X responded to Gordon Ramsay saying, "You didn't yell at me enough," <laughs> <laughs> which I think is pretty good. Oh man, did you, get, uh, did you see that clip of him performing at an elementary school? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we, we played it. it. Yeah, oh, it's boy. Great. We talked about that. It's very yeah. exciting. I've, I like I like that when he threw the stuffed animals. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I just love he made everybody be real quiet, and then so we could hear the track, and then they just exploded. Yeah, <laughs> I've never, just jumping I've, around. I've never seen a place explode it's crazy. like that. What a ride he's on, man. Yeah, and he's doing a good job with it. I think he seems yeah. very he seems very fun. It's funny because like even like I was saying like watching him perform and we were talking about this like every time you see him perform or be on stage more he's more and more comfortable. He's yeah, like he's, yeah. a better stage presence. Stage person. not not to pun wait, coming out coming out of his shell a little more. That was actually yeah. how I, I texted you guys when when we, the news broke. We had just finished recording. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I texted everybody and I was like, you know how you were talking about him being more and more outcoming on stage? Well, he just out came out. And then Cash probably just started singing, uh, come out of my cage and I am doing just, just fine. fine. Gotta, gotta be down because of some things. Who is that? That was... Is that the Killers? The Killers. The killers. killers. That's the yeah. Killers, yeah. I get a lot of the, 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 those, that, that era of music. Like I was like, is that Franz Ferdinand or is that the Killers? Yeah, and, that's easy to do. Yeah. Pro, that post-strokes couple of years. Yeah, yeah. everything got Everyone's dancing. like a little bit, uh, yeah, dancier. It's yeah. Like, yeah. We always call it what? What do you call it? The the makeout club era? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, the uh, club bang. Yeah, makeout club. Basically, when all the indie rock kids started fucking. It was any. <laughs> it was any band that probably had a track on Guitar Hero, but the track wasn't that fun to play. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of strummy. Um, guys, recently uh, Mick Jagger uh, was doing a Fourth of July show and talked about how it's uh, a British band playing on Fourth of July is uh, it makes him feel a little uncomfortable, kind of in <laughs> tongue in cheek way. Uh, but then he um, made a bit of a reference to Donald Trump. The president made a very good point in his speech the other night. If only the British had held on to the airports. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you guys know this, but. Uh, President, Mr. Donald Trump, uh, he, uh, he, he's, he, in a speech, said, like, if the British were able to hold on to the airports uh, yeah. during the Revolutionary War, uh, they might have uh, not been defeated. Now, are we certain that he's not just pitching his alternate uh, history book that he's writing? <laughs> oh, that'd Him be pretty great. Rich, they both love those alt, alt history books. I mm. bet you uh, he, there's like in another speech soon. He's like, he's like during the Civil War when the dinosaurs helped the uh, the, yeah. U, the Union Army. Yeah, <laughs> Fred Flintstone slid down the tail of a yeah, yeah. <laughs> just right into General kicked. E. Lee. <laughs> yeah, karate kicked uh, 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 Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I like how you I it. <laughs> No, you did not. Yeah, I did. I like oh, you it. found it. You found that one I was talking about earlier. Nailed it. How many how many uh how many things did you think of where you just went with Kung Fu Panda? Uh, I was trying to think of the Hanna-Barbera cartoon where it was a dog that knew karate and I couldn't remember it. Hong Kong Fui? Hong Kong Fui. Hong Kong Fui. Uh guys, probably problematic these days. Uh, most likely, most things are. Uh, Slipknot, Slipknot's Corey Taylor has had it with Holocaust deniers. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> was he okay with it up until now? I I when, he's he's been always been pretty woke. It turns out. What's the uh, breaking point? Iowa's own Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Iowa's own. I I always. That's another band where I'm like, where are they from? Uh, San Bernardino, Bakersfield. Where are they? Yeah. No, you could tell because of the shit that hung off their mask. That was corn silk. They would go out <laughs> into the fields and get the corn silk. Mm-hmm. They to detassel make their mask. it real quick yeah. and just tie it out. 
Slipknot uh, all all very produced in that state. Uh, very... This this is what uh, Corey Taylor said. I'm going to say this for the fuckers in the back. Just because you don't believe something is real, that doesn't mean it isn't real. Denying things like the Holocaust, Holocaust, slavery, etc. That's really offensive that I messed up saying Holocaust. That's how much I detest it, guys. Just to let you know why I messed it up. <laughs> yep, it's so hard for me to even say how ha. Ah, I can't even get it out of my you know, mouth how much spitting, I hate it. Spitting, yeah. Yeah. Um, slavery, etc. is a travesty to the memory of the survivors and disrespectful to the people who fought for them. This is another thing that's happened where like, a guy in a band that I don't like does something really fucking like, cool. To like, because like he, he probably has a lot of dipshit fucking flat earthers in his audience. Yeah. <laughs> Where was was this on stage that he said this? this or was a tweet. It? He was like, he, I guess he like something happened on stage, and then like he just started kind of like tweeting out like I think realizing that oh no, a lot of people that like me might be complete pieces of You're shit. Like, oh wait, oh our fans might not be the smartest. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, uh, I, I thought you, he said it on stage when he said, hey, you guys in the back. And I felt bad because I'm a tall guy and I always stand in the back. That's me. That's my <laughs> and, spot. Yeah, and I, did, I didn't know that we were associating with bad people. I was just trying to be considerate. Yeah. Turns out there's a bunch of Holocaust deniers back there. <laughs> tall guy code. Yeah. Um, tall guy code, tall guy code is, is very important as a tall guy. I, I get mad when I see another tall guy. Not up adhering. in the front? Yeah. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? I know. Me too. I also want to get up to the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. want to be closer. That to would the be band. a cool place to stand. Wouldn't yeah. it? Being close to the band, hearing the music even louder. I have dreams about it. I can never yeah. go there because I am too self-conscious. All of us are above the f- height of 6'3". Mm-hmm. I am a tall guy myself. Yes. I'm not. What are you? What are you? 6'1". Um, that explains a lot. Uh, fucking short round over here. You wiping your ass with your socks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get a pad of butter, extra butter for a fucking short stack over here. Uh, <laughs> hey, have you tried these mashed potatoes? <laughs> Yummy! Uh, <laughs> well, Neil, anyway, when Neil's like up front and not bugging anybody, yeah. uh, the rest of us have to kind of like keep our you, backs to the wall. You uh. thought I was above 6'3". <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He's not. It's true. I know, but like you thought I was. Yeah, it was. For years, sorry, I was. And then you said that explains a lot. Yeah. It must be that naturally imposing personality. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm super intimidating. What you? How many drops I sound on fantastic, that? Fantastic. Because I'm holding my microphone. <laughs> how many drops on there face? are people telling you to put your knife away or you pull out a knife? I don't. I don't collect those. Do you want to see what I'm carrying? No. This is a uh, loyal. Oh no! This is I, you've showed me this. Knife yeah, this before. is a good one. Yeah, I got it because it's pretty and green and gold. Hey, hey, hey uh, Bill, if you're still collecting sound drops, could you put together a supercut of the lock sound that happens whenever he opens a blade on the air? Because I can hear it. <laughs> guys, there's been thousands of guys them. in Hollywood news. Hollywood. Uh, this news. is music yes. news, but now we're like, it's like you know, things are ch- different. You could get into Hollywood news at any moment. Marilyn Manson, spooky musician, mm-hmm. Marilyn mm-hmm. Manson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been cast in the new adaptation of Stephen King's The Stand. Pretty yeah. exciting stuff, huh? Remind me what The Stand is about. The Stand was a miniseries that they did based off a Stephen King novel that was about uh, two million pages, I think. Yes, uh, I think about, yeah, <laughs> yeah. give or take. Uh, but it's about the end of the world and uh, the forces of good and evil after a plague wipes out most of humanity and then two uh, opposing forces. So they're uh, going to make this in a, into a miniseries again or are they going to make like They're doing it into a miniseries. But, uh, is he the plague? He No, no, he's not. It doesn't say what his character flag? is, but also uh, Shooter Jennings uh, and him well, that's cool. uh, also ended up uh, recording a version of The Doors, The End for it. Oh, man. Marilyn Manson and The Doors got together and... Made something I never want to listen to ever, ever, ever. Yeah, uh, this, uh, but this is this. Uh, 
he's also, of course, been in Lost Highway, David Lynch movie, but he's also going to be in the the Young Pope sequel, The New Pope. Oh, boy. Also previously reported on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he uh, he's just starting to act more. You know, he was a big fan of uh, uh, Eastbound and Down. Yeah. So much that he dressed as Kenny, uh, Powers. Powers. Kenny Powers for Halloween. You know, I almost said that I don't want to see Marilyn Manson act, but he was so good in the Wonder Years that <laughs> <laughs> I forget. It. He's, he's also like a "Don't Make Me a Martyr" or something like that. He was in. He was like the lead in some uh, some horror movie, I believe. And uh, uh, and Cash, you uh, you 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 had to deal with a drunk uh, Marilyn Manson once. I did. I didn't have to deal with him much he was you chose to no he was he i worked on a television show that he got he came in and uh his only writer request was a bottle of absinthe with he he drank before he went on the air to discuss a zombie show and just fell apart and like in a in a in a sad way and in like a like a this i i've i've been in rooms when things have lit up twitter in a certain way and this lit up twitter and just a like a like have you seen this train wreck? Oh, and no. when it all ended and I had seen it happen on Twitter and I'd seen it happen in front of me, it was just like, oh, that's, that's, that's sad. That's like floating in the pool at the beginning of sunset Boulevard. It's sad. <laughs> or it's just like, <laughs> Oh, this is like, he's going to be telling this story when he goes to sober up next time. Like I'm <laughs> yeah. sure he's done it a few times, but like this is, oh, this is this is a beginning of rock bottom for him. I thought you, know? you were gonna say sad, like floating in the pool and decline of Western civilization. <laughs> oh, uh, Chris Holmes, yeah, just like hooked up on his yeah. little floaty. Yeah, it was a little, little bit of that too. And and the the weird thing was is sitting next to him was Jack Osborne, who's was their peers, I guess, and friends. And he was he kept like holding on to his knee and talking to me like, hey man. I know this is this is like I know we're on TV and I know this is who you are, but this is you need to you need to kind of calm it down. And then the, we go back on air and it was just like he was making a mess of himself, and I was like, oh, oh, there's wow. nothing I can do. Like, poo poo pee pee making a mess. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know if that 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 okay, I just wanted to make sure that you weren't. Mm, no, I never had to. I, I've never. I've Objection. Never had to do that. I just want to know if it's poo poo pee pee. When, 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 <laughs> we're gonna say a mess. I just want the record to show. Yeah. It's poo poo pee pee, a little bit of uh, pukey pukey. <laughs> it could have happened. Mm. Yeah. Your Honor, there was no evidence of poo poo pee pee. Speaking of Marilyn Manson, um, here's a thing that Dave Navarro used to do. Uh, he said in a recent interview of uh, Crazy, there's a book coming out about crazy rock and roll stories. Uh, he said, Read the room, publishing industry. He said, in a quote, Dave Navarro from Jane's Addiction, uh, in a little bit of time with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, he said, I developed a system where I would extract blood without anything in the syringe. I'd spike the vein. Uh, and then he says, He would pull out a full syringe of blood, which led to loads of fun over the years. Uh, and, then it's, and then he goes on to tell in the story, Around that same time, I was hanging out at Marilyn Manson's house a lot. I would shoot up in his bathroom, and I would do this, the same thing. I would spray the bathroom mirror with blood. Jesus. He was so freaked out by it that he called his housekeepers and assistants to clean it off. I remember thinking that this guy was the king of scary rock horror goths. Why is he so freaked out by a little blood? Well, fucking, it's, it's real blood. Yeah. It's, it's all- real blood from a dude that fucking might have hep C. And, uh, yeah. Or AIDS, or yeah. Well, I mean, AIDS is not airborne. Like once it's out of the in the <laughs> atmosphere, it's not. Well, it's an intra- intravenous drug user, like yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the yeah, high yeah. risk person. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And his Don't. reaction was Ooh. so funny that naturally I did it again. Lass. This time around, I thought, come on, Mr. Scary. You can't handle a little blood. I really painted his mirror that time, and he did not appreciate it. My thinking was that if the first two times didn't go over well, the third time would work. After the third time, I began to realize people don't dig this. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Well, yeah. At least he can uh, take a hint after yeah. he tries it three times. Yes. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> Um, and I expected then, better from the host of Ink Master. <laughs> <laughs> He's learned to respect the needle now. And yeah. this, here's even worse. Uh, um, James Addiction and Fiona Apple were on a uh, K- uh, K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas show. And he says, in the midst of my insanity, I thought it would be very a very romantic gesture to go into Fiona Apple's dressing room and write a message on her wall in my own blood. Well, oh, Jesus! In my deranged head, I viewed I viewed it as sending her a message with the blood that pumps through my through my heart to her. It was my lifeblood that I was symbolically sharing. I thought. Uh, we would relate on multiple levels because we're both passionate musicians and artists. In my head, it was a grand romantic statement that she would find very touching. What she a did not. Fucking nightmare. She person. fucking did not. And I know he's like a junkie in this time. But just how were the logistics of uh, making sure that she knows that it was your blood? Like you can leave the message there, and then do you put a little post-it being like, "P.S. This is my blood." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he runs. What if he runs out of her? Maybe he doesn't kern. The words, right? <laughs> yeah. Or it's a bit he, too drippy. He does that yeah. thing where you oh, you underestimate how long a message is going to take yeah, yeah. with the space <laughs> you have, and it's got to curl around. Yeah. <laughs> and then really he just points to, he yeah. points to it and says, hey, yeah. "Hey, Fiona, that's uh, that's my blood. That's my blood. <laughs> it pumped through my veins. Uh, uh, look, it. You'll probably get real high." Yeah. <laughs> I'm allowed to be how many feet from you now? <laughs> Uh, Fiona Apple, actually, speaking of, did a very cool thing recently. Uh, she has pledged to donate earnings from her hit song, Criminal, which, of course, we all know and love, the song Criminal. Pretty good song. Yeah. Uh, she has pledged to donate earnings from her hit song, Criminal, to a fund providing services to immigrants seeking asylum in the United States. Hey, hey, stop playing that song. We can't afford it. Well, but the 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 I was the money I pay, but the money we, I pay I, will we, go we, to we, immigrants. We, you don't want the, me to give money no, to immigrants. We don't, we don't have migrant money. The money we can't afford. We're talking about the song. Look at this smooth backbeat to a groovy guitar and bass line. <laughs> Sweet. He's, the, he's, uh, he's providing commentary. Yeah, it's a song cool. <laughs> um, but she hasn't. She's been a very good girl because she is giving money uh, from <laughs> these proceeds. Yeah. After months and months of reading the news about how my country is treating refugees, I've become gutted with frustration trying to figure out the best way to help. Of course, you can donate money for the bare necessities, toothbrushes, blankets, etc. But after much researching, I found the organization WhileTheyWait.org seems to me the best way, and I can help uh, the detainees to contribute payment to their legal fees. That's, That's amazing. Hey. That's very cool, and I'm sure that this is probably her most popular song. Yeah. So, so the what's pr- the other one like? Fast as you can. Fast as you can. Yeah. And so the proceeds from this would probably be fairly substantial, yeah. or at least the best shot of getting them, you know, it, some decent yeah. funds. Yeah. And it's played on radio too, which almost nothing yeah. is. Classic yeah. rock radio. Yeah. However, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. It's still um, providing a connotation between these people. And the word criminal. criminal. <laughs> Good point, Tim Ryder. 
But in the lyrics of the song, you have me feeling like a criminal. Oh. Oh, good. Because you know what the right is very good at? Nuance. (laughs) (laughs) This is a volley. I like him. But hold on. But she also says, I've been a bad, bad girl. Like what? Jumping the border illegally? (laughs) See, now whose side are you on, Tim, (laughs) writer? Oh, boy. I'm on Fiona's side. Yeah. (laughs) Always on this and on every single issue, I'm with Fiona Apple. When it comes to length of song titles, I'm with Fiona Fiona Apple. Apple. (laughs) Um, Who directed that video? That was the one that was all like surveillance cameras. Yeah, it. Paul Thomas Anderson? No, uh, no, because but he did make the movie of that of that music video like six months later, and then they dated for years. I, I or one of those other guys from around that time. Um, DX. I'll never remember. No. No way to find out either. That That's sucks. true. Um, the uh, good one, Randy. Oh. Good one. So the um, uh, recently, uh, you know, uh, David Berman uh, from Silver Jews recently uh, started a new project. He's making music again under Purple Mountains. Uh, in an interview, he said, uh, "They're like, why didn't you just go?" Uh, by Silver Jews, he's like, it just got to a point where I was tired of telling people what I did, and when they asked <laughs> what it was, having to say a name I thought was cool when I was really young, <laughs> Silver yeah. Jews, um, and then uh, they're like, well, why, why didn't you go under your name, David Burmese? He's like, well, it's my father's name, and my dad fucking sucks. <laughs> Dang. Um, so he's going by Purple Mountains, because it's like, he's like, so if he's in the middle of the country, it's kind of like, oh, I'm oh, patriotic. <laughs> Silver um, Jews and Purple Mountains seem like the start to a weird alternate universe Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> Silver Jews, Purple Mountains. Like he's got to get a few more side projects going before yeah. he can just have a whole <laughs> breakfast cereal. <laughs> the, the leprechaun stereotype wasn't bad enough. You got to have a little Silver Jew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a weird like, thing to put in yeah. your mouth. Chronicles yeah. So it'd be Silver Jews, Purple Mountains. What other? Uh, there would be. Um, <laughs> this is. Um, this is like from. There would be. Uh, uh, what is it? Yellow. Tiki torches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yellow submarines. Yellow submarines. Yellow panic. Yellow. Pa- <laughs> uh, uh, white flights. White flights. <laughs> um, those will just end up Cinnamon looking like swastikas. hoods. Those will just. Look- <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, it's white flights. About it's a. Uh, Um, But here's another thing he said. Um, He said, if critics were harder on the musicians that they love, there would be better songs. But as they grow older and they lose their talent, critics refuse to let them know that and protect them. And they get to the point where they put out music that just isn't up to the levels they've already uh, they've already been. Uh, It's it must be very strange to live in the world of Willie Nelson or Bruce Springsteen or Pearl Jam. Uh, Like where he says, like these these artists that just really haven't put anything substantial for so long, but yeah. still get lauded when they put out a new album. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm not saying I agree. I'm just saying, like you know, I, I, I think th- I think that's true. I think Tom Petty consistently put out great stuff throughout his entire career. Ventura Boulevard. Um, Pearl Jam, though, I mean, like maybe a track per album. Yeah, but you know, we know diehard Pearl Jammers. Uh, you are one, or is it your wife? That's my wife. My yes. wife, my wife is the is the fan. Is the fan. Now, now here's something that's actually kind of interesting. Um, my wife and I have very similar music tastes, 
if anything, my wife likes crazier, harder music than I do uh, most times. Mm-hmm. Uh, your wife. It's so funny because she's so she's so sweet and kind. She's such a dainty <laughs> little lady, and she loves like you know crazy thrash, which I do too. But uh, when I'm at home, I want to I want to listen to like girly pop. <laughs> hey now, you're an all star. Um, and I, I I I you're in you're like a you're an indie hipster kid. A little, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd claim that, sure. Yeah, um, you don't look like it now. You look like a politician now. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I you try. Like, you look like a politician. Uh, I like, clean myself up. Yeah, like on a boat trip. Um, <laughs> and well, I decided I couldn't have uh, floppy swept over bangs past the age of twenty eight. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and listen to Repeater. Um, but uh, your uh, your wife is a big fan of uh, Rebecca Hansen, who is uh, uh, yeah the Cynthia on Netflix's uh, Mr. Sanity of Three Thousand, Voice of Gypsy, Gypsy. Uh, another uh, great pr- uh, performer. But she is a uh, big uh, fish fan. She Ooh. is, and she would love to come onto this program and talk about that. <laughs> and um, she will defend you're, it to the ends of the earth. Your wolf's got that locked on. We can't touch <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, Not true. anymore. There's a. Uh, and it's, it's, it's there's still. A, let's just say there's a <laughs> hole in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. in the marketplace. Um, yes, I married into the fish fandom. I never thought in my life I would go to as many live fish shows as I have now. Which How I many have is, you gone to now? I think I'm approach. Uh, I think I've got like eight under my belt. Wow. Have you even seen bands you love eight times? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I think maybe I'm at that same level with bands that I love. Only one or two, though. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say this. I have grown to enjoy the music. I have never had a bad time. People are so nice at yeah. a fish show. Everybody's just there to have a good time and listen to music. You never have like that. I will. Well, not never. You very rarely have that asshole who's talking through the music mm-hmm. or who's like harshing everybody's vibes. People will try to give you things, especially if they know that it's your first show. Mm-hmm. They oh, will be really? like, oh, they're like, here's take these glow sticks, take these bubbles, take these <laughs> illicit drugs. And you guys bubbles. are. And here's the thing. It's uh, uh, Hanson. Not, not a drug person. No, neither of us. Yeah, neither of you. We go to fish shows stone cold sober, <laughs> wow. which puts us in a distinct minority, I'm sure. And But does that translate? Does she go see Dead & Company? To me, like it's, that's all very similar style shows. So um, like, and, and you're a dead guy. Yeah, and not um, a fish. And, you're, really. and you don't do fish. No. I, uh, I, I met a dude who was in a fish-inspired uh, uh jam band in in college and he once confessed to me he's like i fucking hate fish but these people play the same kind of music that i do and it's close enough that i have to play with them because otherwise i'm not playing this music yeah that's Um, that's crazy but but there is like right it It can and it gets it's a little more funkier and hell yeah there it's a (laughs) it's it's a little more vermont than it is than the, the, it's Vermont as opposed to San Francisco. Okay. It's, it's it's a different style of hippie. Yeah, because yeah. everyone knows what Vermont is like. <laughs> they, all, know, they know that there, all, there's ice cream that comes from there. Ben they and Jerry's and maple syrup, maple yeah. syrup, and socialism, and good grooves. I mean, I know what Vermont is like, but mm. I don't think anyone else does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say it's I a Venn diagram that uh, sometimes crosses over, but doesn't always. Yeah. So mm. she's. I gave her once a ticket to the. Um, uh, uh, the Grateful Dead Soldier Field shows, the Fare Thee Well yeah. Uh, yeah. concerts, um, and she loved that. But she um, may not go and just watch like a Dead and Company show. Yeah, this is probably not a great uh, uh, 
compliment to that band Fish, but the one thing I think I would like to see is when they do those Halloween shows where they do cover sets yeah. as a different band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, they've been fun. and they've been doing yeah. those for twenty five years. Yeah. yeah, it's really what cool. What bands yeah. do they do? They're very good. They, they did the White Album they, one time. They did. Oh wow! Uh, like, like that seems cool because like I'm gonna know these songs. Yeah. Oh, oh there it is. Uh, Silver Jews, Purple Mountains, White Albums. <laughs> it's easy, too. It's just a circle, man. Yeah. You, know you can print that's an easy marshmallow. That's to an make, easy man. Marshmallow. You put that in the 3D marshmallow printer. Boom. Boom, pow, bang. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, here's another here's another music news item. Uh, so, you know, um, Interpol. <laughs> find that Harmar that shot on us on um, so you know uh, Interpol is going on tour with Morrissey and uh, oh my god and um, people were kind of giving Interpol shit and they're like well you know we love him but we don't care for his politics but we don't have to it's about the music uh, Brandon Flowers from the Killers mm-hmm. uh, um, says uh, everyone um, he says he's still a king about Morrissey also, a terrible word to use to like a British far right person. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm just just to give everyone a heads up, um, you know, uh, Morrissey has gone pretty far right uh, and nationalistic, uh, which is of course another way of saying extreme, extremely racist. Yeah. And if you think I'm just speculating and doing the things like call, you call people you don't agree with racist, not necessarily. Uh, he says everyone ultimately prefers their own race. Oh, I oh. don't. <laughs> And it's yeah. because of guys like Morrissey. <laughs> I've really been, yeah. I've really been turned off of the white folk lately. Yeah, and, uh, it's uh, it's and so, but like the I, what I love is like seeing Billy Bragg like keep these guys to task. Yeah, yeah. like it's like he just keeps on like t- and like it's it's becoming that real. Um, Morrissey's been shitty longer than he was great. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and now he's also he's probably canceled more shows than he's played at. This yeah, at this right? point. And also now on top of that, he's racist. So, oh shit, I don't fucking like fucking cancel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe don't. I never, I never needed a excuse not to like him because I never liked him. Yeah. Also, I've Inter- just been given so many more excuses not to like him <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Interpol and Morrissey, I just reacted at a visceral level just because of how extremely sad that night would be. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a that very was good just point. a real bummer of a show. Was Interpol the band with a guy that used to wear like a like a the gun holster? holster? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking nerd. Yeah, I remember I used to see that guy out around Hollywood, and I was yeah. just like, "Fuck that guy." Speaking, speaking of fucking people who look like Nazis, yeah, that's fucking no good. Um, <laughs> but it's it's what a weird world we're living in, where it's like you know Morrissey, who you know I I like the Smiths and a lot of Morrissey stuff, uh, but like. He's, you know, touting off fucking nationalistic racist bullshit and fucking dude from Slipknot is like is like fucking not. And I'm just like, this is not the world I want to live in. Yeah. Everything's upside down. <laughs> we should check about the difference between the word nationalistic and nationalist. Ooh. Yeah, I'll write that down. All right. Call in. We'll wait. Fucking Google it, dog. Yeah. So I could have been saying it. Proper, improperly yeah i was just like i think there's a difference i always get f- confused too with misogynist and misogynistic is there a difference i don't know misogynist is a person yeah it's a noun they do but uh, you could all, i think you can also say like he's been saying misogynist things or like i think you can use it as an adjective no but yeah it's like it's like this is this thing Guys, is misogynistic 
this is you're a misogynist, literally but it's like the thing you yelled at me about the rap uh bad libs thing you're like we're talking about language for you know what so long and nobody cares. i don't care I'm about this conversation it. one bit anymore that's what we ended on in uh terrible news how gilberto brazilian guitarist father of bossa nova has died Zhao that makes sense that's right bro yeah it's it's Portuguese that's right I should know I should Zhao Gilberto Brazilian guitarist and father of Bossa Nova dead at 88 good run also we just found out at the same age right Rip Torn Rip Torn R.I.P. R.I.P. Torn Uh, but yeah, he, uh, uh, Jao Gilberto, uh, basically started an entire huge movement of, uh, Bossa Nova, you know, blues based stuff like it, you know, make, this song is like iconic. Yeah. yeah. And it inspired so, so many people in so many different things. I remember that. Do you guys remember the, uh, BC Boys anthology that came out that had the, um, I think it was Mike D decided started listening to him and decided he was going to write a bossa nova song. Oh shit! So there's like three really we- weird bossa nova songs. One of which uh, has a musical break from a straw in the top of like a McDonald's cup <laughs> back and forth. That's pretty great. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's sad news. But we're not going to end the music news segment on that. No. I did get into Gilberto a lot though. Like uh, when I started getting records, I was like. I was like, I just want something to play that makes me feel classy in my house. And I, I just <laughs> mm-hmm. picked that up. Because I was like, oh, I've heard of Girl from Ipanema. And then just got way into him and Cal Jader. Yeah. Cal Jader. Uh, I don't know Cal Jader. Yeah, just like Cal the Jader a lot. soundtrack to a cool hip dinner party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're going to end this music segment uh, with the news of uh, The Bird and the Bee, L.A. folky indie pop duo. Uh, they're uh, set to release a new Van Halen covers album. Oh, that's cool. That's wow. extremely my shit. Mm. Uh, they're doing a Van Halen cover album, and they uh, did Hot for Teacher with guests uh, on the track, Beck. Okay. Uh, so we are going... What'd you say? I said, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is all good stuff. Beck Hansen? Beck, Beck Hansen. Ooh. Yes. From... Beck from Beck music from Beck fame. <laughs> Beck Hansen from Beck, of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the, this is the we're gonna play the uh, cover. We love covers here at John Radio. Oh, we sure do. Uh, we're gonna end this segment uh, with their cover of "Hot for Teacher." Uh, enjoy. And when we come back, we're gonna be going on a fantastical voyage, and it won't involve Coolio.
dig begins, call me Ishmael. Greg, in the back, you there, Greg, can you quiet down, please? I'm trying to read this text. All right, I want you to turn your assignments today. Uh, and Nora, I'm gonna have to ask you to stay after class. Most of the Hot for Teacher cover by the Bird and the Bee. What are you thinking about that song, Tim Ryder? That was a hot track. Hot track. It was great. I love, I, I agree with you all that I love covers so much. It seems like every song is searching for its ultimate form, and that ultimate form is often performed by another artist in a completely different genre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you know what? Like uh, One of my favorite songs, It's uh, even though I love the song when it came out, Little Wings, Look at What the Light Did Now, Man, the cover by uh, Flo Morrissey and Matt something like it's uh, it's just uh, I'm like shit. I fucking like this one more. Yeah, Feist even did a cover and it's not nearly as good as this like the Flo Morrissey one. Yeah, it's just sometimes that happens. It does. It's, a, uh, it's also like speaks to like the the idea of uh, of you're a musician, so uh, you know how to play music. I, I, I not that the, uh, anyways. Um, but as someone who doesn't know how to play music, the idea of like, it'd be so cool if I could just pick up a guitar and play that song that I love. And that's people who can do that with their own songs that are going like, no, I love this song and I'm going to play this song. Like the, there's something in the fan aspect of seeing a musician choose a song they want to do. You, you see them as a fan as at the same time you're seeing them as as a musician. They're mm-hmm. like, we, I yeah. can do something with this. Or that- Beck famously uh, fell in love with his own catalog again when he imagine playing like loser as a cover yeah i remember like, he yeah. got sick of playing it because he was like god like this is the only song these people know and like this is what they're waiting for all night but i've got these new songs that i love and they're not getting the same reaction and then he's like well if i think of it as a cover now i'm having fun again yeah <laughs> yeah like it's like his like his there's songs that he'll like play and like he hears the response from the music he's like and he's so detached from that yeah song at uh, a certain point Something like he wrote twenty years ago. Yeah, Jesus, more than that, you know. Yeah. Just and he's just like, hey, hey, it's waking up the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, this is the uh, time where we go into the segment of the show. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's like we like to we like to like create soundtracks to our lives. Yes. And sometimes it'll be a a an adult uh, picture. Sometimes it'll be a a walk home. At night, uh, from a party. Sometimes we'll even replace the music you hear when you're out at a sports game and they're trying to rally everyone. It is uh, our time now 
to draw upon what song would be in a fantasy movie that we are in or about our lives or anything like that. What's the song when you are about to start on your fantasy adventure in your fantasy film? Fantasy adventure. So you're talking like Hobbit kind of There's fantasy. Hobbits. You know, it could also, there's like, there's a, a dragon style. There's, mm-hmm. like there's sex fantasies again. What? No, no that was sex that was two weeks ago. No, oh. did you really think it was sex fantasies again? Well, well let's let's start with you then. Yeah, what was your song? <laughs> so uh, no, like, you go first because I got to rewrite mine. No, 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 no. no. Let's just, let's go. Let's go for it. So what's what, how did you perceive the thing? Mm-hmm. And then let's, we'll, let's, we'll role play it like the like last a, couple of weeks. No, ago. I knew it was fantasy movies. Oh, I was just trying to be funny. Oh. Okay. I also oh just, no, Neil! No, I also, I also did, <laughs> oh, that was what you. Oh no! <laughs> I was doing Melissa Vias in your. <laughs> oh, oh, gee! Uh, she does a great. She does a great. Uh, what's the guy's Owen Wilson? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just picked a song. I didn't do my homework. Oh, okay. What was your song? So what's what? What would your what would this fantasy film be like? Um. You should start the song and I'll start explaining it. A disgraced former television editor. <laughs> a former. Sound up in a podcast. Former? Oh. Uh, exits his therapist's office. And then he just falls on the stairs. I don't know. I, like I said, I didn't. I was at work all day. I didn't have time. Well, that's. I do feel like. Your subconscious might have done some work on it because that's like a that's a charging song. Yeah, it's literally about a monster. It was honestly because the the that was a song Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, I'm from Oysterville, Massachusetts. Oh, uh, and uh, I love the refrain there. History shows again and again how nature points out the fall of men. This is like the optimist. This is like the part of the movie where they were down. They thought all was lost. You know, it's like, cause, uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, no, we're not going to stand down as evil forces <laughs> gather at the gates. We're going to get this, get, we're going to get together and we're going to use our powers for good. Yeah. And then just be, is that from under the rubble? He's still alive. It yeah. is now me. Well, Gandalf like, the fucking rad. That <laughs> has like a good, like marching forth kind of pace. Yeah. I could definitely yeah. see some walking maybe in yeah. slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, and nods, completely- <laughs> like people in slow mo nodding to each other. Like we're, we're gonna kick some. Hey, ass. we're gonna yeah. do this, or we're gonna die yeah. trying. We are the yeah. guardians of the galaxy. <laughs> and it was like, not like a, it wasn't like a soundtrack to some Godzilla movie. It was just like these fucking music nerds that played like weird bluesy seventies math rock. Yeah, we're like we that- love Godzilla so much. Well, yeah. but there's Godzilla. There's Frankenstein by Edgar Winter. Edgar Winter. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but that a... was because of the way they put it together. Oh, really? It was physically the tape of like cutting these takes together. And I never knew that about yeah. Frankenstein. Both, God- both Godzilla and Frankenstein, I will say, very good Guitar Hero tracks. I feel like I can ask you, you referenced Guitar Hero a lot tonight. Have you followed it into the more, the? do you still Guitar Hero? No, I don't. I've uh, put away those childish things. <laughs> <laughs> when he got rid of the hair, he got rid of the axe. <laughs> no, I, I literally bought a PS2 so I could play Guitar Hero and I yeah. played it so much and I loved it so hard and then I feel like when the rest of America said goodbye to Rhythm them gaming. I d- <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> rhythm gaming. I also did. Uh, did you expand the to the day full band? The music I, died. <laughs> that, that was that was our day. The music died. Um, uh, I, I did not have, but this was. Oh my god! I'm realizing now that this is a pattern that extended into adulthood. I did, <laughs> I did not have those things, but I had friends who did. Yes. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who had the whole drum kit and like the bass and guitar and the microphone. And I think he might have even had like the accompanying light rig and fog machine (laughs) that were set to go off at key points during certain songs. See, but I I feel like there was almost gasoline powered fucking PS3. (laughs) It sounds like a lot of its own generator. This was the switch, though, because it went from like kids having it and they would they would. you would go over and be like, "Oh, you you can't play, you you can't play." Now it's like they they're twenties. They would, oh Jesus fucking Christ! Let oh me. my God, how's that tea flavored weed, Cash? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Can't wait to hear the seven page fucking story you wrote for your fantasy movie. I'm sure it's a straight line. I told you, it's just A B C D. Hey, I wrote it no at work. Tangents. I was. I've never witnessed a brain breaking in real time. <laughs> you can see oh, it in my eyes, boy. right? Wow. I'm not oh. sure about you guys, but when he repeated, you can't play, you can't play, I was like, oh, no, this is nowhere. It was good. <laughs> the needle is literally skipping in his brain. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, you guys were saying? Cash is a very large man that we all want to live for a long time. No. Thank you. It feels like they just waved goodbye to me and pushed me off the stream. We hope we hope he survives out there. It almost feels like it was the start of a one man show. You know, going over going over to your friend's house to play video games. I mean, we all did that, but like they'd be like, "You can't play. You can't play." So but I wanted to. So we play, so we play <laughs> stickball with Johnny Q and the boys, <laughs> which is also show. the name of our morning radio show, <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Q, Q and the boys. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're laughing more these days. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's that that was <laughs> deserved to be laughed at. I. But we're, I can't. But Cash, do you have to understand? It. It's like when you. It's like we're not. We're like we're laughing with you. <laughs> that was I messed up. Yeah, I was, yeah, gonna, yeah, I was no, trying no, to no. say we're laughing at you. Oh, I can't. Uh, oh, I might actually listen to this episode now. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that again. Uh, <laughs> Replayability. That's what I bring to this. <laughs> Just watching you like you can't play. You can't play. Then you get in your twenties. <laughs> I think you like looked into your computer screen and you saw your reflection and it was like <laughs> De- desperate that somehow an answer would be contained therein. Sorry, yes. No, just got no. so off track. You're like a, showing a dog uh, a magic uh, trick. Uh, uh, okay. yeah, I don't, I don't. So, Cash, we'll wait on yours. We'll wait on yours. Okay, thank you. Thank Frank. you. <laughs> yeah, you gotta close now. <laughs> um, we we told you you could close, but now you gotta close. <laughs> um, this uh, this is the first song that came to my mind. Um, it, it is also it's like it's a story in its own right, but like um, in mine, it's uh, I just when I started hearing it, I only heard the song for the first time, I think in the past year or so. But it just like it made me think of like if I was in a if I was in a fantasy movie, like it would just be the song that would be playing. Um, did it not? Oh, it didn't load. Oh boy, Tim, you're up first. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much. I um, <laughs> sorry. No, technically uh, I went first. But do you really want me to go? 
Yes, I do. Oh, okay, great. Um, so I uh, first thought of this in a, a very literal sense and was like, well, of course, it would probably be something from Lord of the Rings, uh, like the soundtrack to the Battle at Minas Tirith or something. But Which, of then, course, is already the music to a fantasy. Right. Yes. So that's uh, much too literal. So then I, I started thinking about my own life and what kind of music I would want to score something of my own life. And because I am a parody of an NPR listening white person, (laughs) my mind immediately drifted to the discography of the Decemberists, Mm. which is one of my favorite bands. This is the crane wife three, which counterintuitively opens the album, the crane wife, the crane wife one and two come later in the album. Um, This is probably um, me like, looking around my childhood home and I'm starting to I've received the call to adventure (laughs) and rejected it the first time and then probably a family member died and so I've accepted it. Who's who's given it to you? Um, Probably uh, some sort of sage Perhaps an alien, like it's uh, the, like it's a like a last Starfighter thing. Oh. But, I, but I'm, I'm not really good at a video game. I just remember how to beat like King's Quest three. <laughs> um, and uh, Sierra gaming that always impresses the and, aliens. And I've um, looked around my room, closed the door, and I'm walking out right on this build. And so it's sort of like a little melancholy, looking back at what you're saying goodbye to but also hopeful for the future and with the, the skills that away from your home for the last time slow motion walking towards camera house explodes oh my god <laughs> and you never look back just never look back never look mm-hmm. back cool guys walk away from explosions yeah but the only reason it exploded is because you looked back <laughs> oh so now no. you'll have that guilt <laughs> oh wow <laughs> you weren't supposed to look guilt. back they turned to salt no no that's not what happened they were burning up. The people who turned around turned into salt. That's right. That's exactly pillars. Yeah. pillars of salt. Pillars of salt. Not just salt, but fucking like rattle pillars of salt. You could hold up a roof with those pillars yeah. of salt. That's a very nice epic uh, yeah. build of a thing. Yeah. Ooh. So this is me next to a lighthouse. Water smashing across the rocks. You fantasize? Yeah. About soap commercials? Yes, <laughs> and uh, a little, a little Gordon Lightfoot comes by in a little dinghy <laughs> singing this song. Just and like uh, who is it? Like uh, uh, fucking what's his name? Jonathan Richmond and something about Mary. Yes, yeah, it's just, just yeah, he just like comes. Like, oh, he's actually there. <laughs> and then I I hop onto the thing, and then for the next seven minutes he just sings me the song. <laughs> Maybe sheep he go takes by. takes you on like a harbor cruise. Yeah. Drops yeah. you off yeah. right where he picked you up. Yeah. It's like, wow, that was a good trip. Remember, yeah. we work for tips always here. <laughs> so please be kind to me, darling. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the wreck of Edmund Fitzgerald, I heard it at like a bar when I was in Wisconsin. Like it came on and like I was by myself, like drinking at a bar. Like everyone else that like was working on the movie I was on, like we're all still working. Oh. And I was just, it was like winter. It was cold. I was so lonely. Jesus Christ. Uh, and I was just, depressing. and the song came on. I was like, you know what? This moment is bigger than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking love this song. Yeah. Oh, you have to respect an eight minute song that yeah. has one melodic line. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which, uh, by the way, makes it the possibly the worst karaoke song on record. Oh, God. oh man! Oh, I've got the topper. <laughs> What's that one? The loadout. That's a that's a that's a long one. I slash stay because it's technically two songs. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> it starts out with a I think twelve minute version of them loading out equipment. You know, like when the seats are all empty. It's Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown. <laughs> and, then, and then this other song starts. It's like a <laughs> parody of a doo wop song. Oh, won't you stay? <laughs> you know what it is? Is it's he starts doing impressions of songs that are on the radio that the that he listens to on the bus. So oh, really? he's he's doing musical covers of listening to the radio in his song. Hmm. Yeah. Also like side note when uh, when we were doing this uh, think about like movie like I I realized recently that the song I think of the most more than any other song in my entire life Purple Rain. Asphalt Groovin from the Sideways soundtrack. This song is in my head all the time just this part like the little the part the little lead part coming up and i don't know why but like i would say if there was a soundtrack to my life it's fucking this is it because you think you're a comedian in a car getting coffee all the time (laughs) i mean it's close to that but this was even before that show like it's like like if i'm driving i'm thinking this song if i fucking look at a hill I think of the song. If I think about like wine, I think about this song. If I see someone putting their arm out of a window, like you know, doing the against the wind thing. Wow. But this is a song that I think of. It's a very restful song to be always in your head. It's, like it's always not. in my head. That's why I'm so sleepy all the time. <laughs> that's God, that's a great fucking song to have stuck in your head. But, I have yeah, it, it has a feeling of something's happening, but we're not quite sure what. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. no lyrics to be like it's to over inform. <laughs> The entire song is a bridge. It's like, we're just going to get you from here to there, and then something will happen. Yeah, this yeah. is going to get you to the next set piece, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the next scene. Yeah. Well, it's like literally, because it was like the score, I think. Rolf Kent is the guy who did it. And it really, it's called Asphalt Grooving, which is essentially just like, I guess, him just being like, it's like, yeah, and this is like, they're getting on the road, and they're going. Driving to wine They're country. going to the, yeah, <laughs> the next thing. Uh, but anyway, Merlot. it's now time. That was a palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Because it is time now for so cash. So you, it's you, constantly you us, turns into you showed me us a, getting the assignment wrong. It really, really has. Well, it's like you know, it was, it was, it was vague enough. Everyone kind of took it. It's like that's part of the fun now. I'm embracing that part. I'm <laughs> okay. not going to get weird about saying no one did it right. It's all how we perceive it. Yeah, uh, reality is a construct. Sending a, a assignments via text message. Yeah, and so and so, Cash, uh, when you showed us your uh, thing that looks to be about three pages long. Yeah, it's about eight, eight, eight good paragraphs uh, uh, of like a story you wrote uh, to co- put any judgment on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I was surprised to see how much effort you put into that when I was looking at mm-hmm. the episode des- episode description on our uh, on the podcast app uh, for uh, from the episode one seventy nine. Uh, you, it's uh, from mm-hmm. June 28th. It was mm-hmm. it was the good one. We did the replacing the, the porno songs, mm-hmm. one, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Uh, episode notes: Music news is great. Replacing porno songs. There's no uh, capital capitalized letters. Well, there's, there's no. Uh, there's I didn't no want to get any or, get any of them wrong. Uh, but I was wondering, <laughs> what capitalized was, letters are harder. Was that what was? <laughs> I <laughs> wanted to get it up. It was the end of a long day. And I did know that music news was good. Which day was at the end of a long one? Uh, because this, I don't know when our episodes even come out anymore. <laughs> They're Fridays. They come yeah. out on Fridays. Okay. Because then we record that on a Sunday? We did. Yeah. 
see, it had been so long, I wanted to get it up right away. <laughs> it had been so long, I wanted to get it up right away. Yeah. Uh, right at the right at the end of time, you have like no time left. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm trying to get into the, be the Yogi Berra of podcasting. <laughs> Explain the joke, please. Yogi Berra said all sorts of dumb stuff like that. Um, <laughs> what was that? What was that? Uh, it's mis- malfunctioning. <laughs> wow, everyone sucks. All right. um, but Tim, you're doing great. Yeah. Hey, thanks. Yeah. So, yeah. You really brought a shine to this show that I can't get. Um, <laughs> also, I, we, we should let everyone know that we haven't drank this show. No, no, no. <laughs> so that's probably why it's a bit off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. Maybe yeah. some heightened tempers earlier. Knives got traffic. pulled out a little ah, too early. That's that too LA late. traffic. Oh, don't get me started. Baboos. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you, <laughs> Tim's waiting for this to be over. Uh, uh, but don't worry. We got another hour. Yep. Uh, so, like Cash, you just let me know when you want me to play. Go, go ahead and roll the song. Then we'll bring it up. 10. This is by two gentlemen that come together and they, they work work under the name Run the Jewels. Uh, but I want to tell you a story about a world dominated by oceans. One huge continent on this world that's covered with rocky shores. The rest of the water world is dotted with hundreds of islands ranging in size from tiny to huge. But this world is a world dependent on sea trade and exploration. Ships are huge, trade cargo haulers that look like oil tankers, made out of wood and metal in a Victorian style. Huge whaling ships bringing huge sea monsters. Huge. Huge. And pirates are a big menace on the open seas. In the world of all ocean, the port city-states are where the rich and powerful gather. In one particular, Brooklanta is ruled by a huge royal family of means and reputation, as well as a few powerful mystical jewels that serves as a threat that keep other city-states and bigger pirate bands away. Um, it's basically... it's, it's no, 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 it's, uh, the song's almost over, so... Uh, <laughs> Let's keep going, it, it keep goes, going, it goes keep on going. from there. Uh, they, you meet a you meet a kid growing up on the streets of this city city state. Ooh, see, see now we're scoring it. <laughs> so you meet a kid on the streets. Yeah, he he's he's a half half bastard, abandoned. Uh, he lives behind a uh, blacksmith shop. He spent four hours writing this shit. You can't get two sentences. Well, I don't want to read the whole fucking thing. It's like eight paragraphs long for his episode description. Nope. <laughs> keep going. I, you have to finish. Okay. The, there's a kid, uh, LP. Uh, a, he crafts a magical jewel that he finds behind this shop uh, into a replacement eye. He had lost an eye. Then he builds. Yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do this. This is this means too much. Come and on. You guys are no, no. This means too much. The, this this is it, it's taken heart. I'm just gonna have to write this whole book. And then I'll 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 give it to the people. Can I read it? Yeah, yeah, you can read it. Can I read it now? (laughs) There's a lot of misspellings and there's a lot of. Oh no, I I guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to live in this world. Yeah. It's it's really okay. This this kind of hurts. I I I let it rest in my chest. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Where did you leave off? After the first paragraph. Okay. (laughs) In the city of Booklanta. Lived a man they ironically knew in the streets as the Little Prince, or LP, 
a red-headed bastard son of one of the dozens of princes of the land. He was raised as an apprentice blacksmith living out of a junkyard behind the shop, crippled in child oof by a milky eye. His first real breakthrough as a magician engineer was the reforging of a magic stone recovered from the junk pile as a replacement eye. With his new and an adolescent spent with his new vision and an adolescent spent pounding metal, chopping and screwing metal and hydraulics endowed him with a master's engineer's insight and the shoulders of an ox. In his late teens. The two of them fucking, I'm out. In his late teens. (laughs) Guys, we gotta wrap this up. Seriously, there's like another four paragraphs there. That's fine. You know, I, I, I'll just write the whole thing and then we can record it as a play. Cash, I love this. Thank you. This is extremely my shit. Yeah, it is. That's why I'm excited because the next would, paragraph is yours, Tim. Please let me <laughs> please let me play the JRPG version of this story. Oh man. In his late teens, his workshop produced something that changed the watery world and the port around him. <laughs> A port only moves as fast as its workers unload ships. For hundreds of years, the ships have been unloaded by hand. With LP's new definitive Juxtagon machine, one worker in the hyper-stilted hydraulic-powered suit could walk up to a boat at anchor, grab hundreds of pounds of cargo, and walk it back to the wharf in a fraction of the time. It changed the world. And like most things that changed the world, it made its inventor rich. But as sure as the rich may be powerful, the powerful will always look down on the merely rich. His family, scandalized by their bastard emerging onto the world stage, set their machinations against his shop, employees, and parents, and soon, cheaper knockoff designs flooded the market, breaking the back of LP's shop and sending him into the gutter a drunk and a broken man. I love (laughs) There's no farting in this story. I don't see why you have to fart. Someone fart? I didn't... You can't read that. How do you increase the font size? <laughs> I don't know. My eyes work. No, they don't. You wear glasses too, for us. I do, but the, I've got them updated in the last six years. I get them every two years. I have union health insurance for another two months. This is taking away from the narrative arc. Broken man. Okay, got it. Gotcha. Uh, in the city of Booklanta. Next heard of the little prince. It was a very different context. The man who appeared in the first round of the Jesus Christ, can you read? (laughs) No, I stare at computers all day. My eyes are fucked up. I need new glasses. (laughs) That is that is your burden. Nobody else looks at a computer all day. Alright, give it, give it, give it, give it. Yeah, I'll do I'll do this. I also don't know how to read. When the city of Brooklanta next heard of the Little Prince, it was a very different context. Oh, the man oh who appeared in the first round of the fighting pits was much smaller, a sunken man. The one thing that was familiar was the shape of the suit. The familiar, bulky, deaf jock suits had just been slimmed down, down to fighting weight. Hell yes. And after his brutal wins in the first round, viciously taking out some of the some of the some fighters as the, that as children had beaten him as a fond, foundling orphan in the streets that carried his name all across the city after those first matches no longer focused on making his way into polite society lp became the terror of the ring 
defeating champion after champion and spending his money like it was on fire, knowing his high society family couldn't chase him lower. He set up life in the gutter, friend to the there, the prostitutes and the weed smokers, and his man of the gutter lifestyle made him the toast of the city, blue collar. He called his new Def Jux machine the Producto. But when the crowd roared for him in the ring, they chanted a nickname inspired by the stumbling way he walked due to either the rapidly telescoping legs or the fact that may have, have been beer drunk during some of his matches. Sea legs, sea legs, sea legs, sea legs. The chant would go up. And so it was for a year or two. Sea legs ruled the rings. LP drank and caroused and settled into his life as championship fighter, and his royal family glowered at the indignity of it all. Until the day LP woke up in a box. A box strapped to the deck of a ship. Strapped next to him. Strapped next to his sea legs armor. And there they stayed for two weeks. Water and food were slipped to him, but other than the silent sailors that brought his meals and emptied his bucket, he was alone. An earlier LP might have crumbled, but this LP had learned to feed on his rage in the fighting pits, and he fed on it those two weeks. But when he woke up on that 15th day, he was calm and relaxed. It wasn't until he heard deep, booming footsteps that he raised his head and realized he had been moved from his box to a big, empty room room filled with smoke then someone started laughing <laughs> deeply <laughs> LP found himself at the feet of the biggest blackest man LP had ever seen and there he was inspecting LP's suit and chuckling to himself that sailors told stories of the biggest blackest man on the sea and when they spoke in hushed voices they called him killer Captain Killer Mike of the pirate ship Render. The Render was the most feared ship in all of the pirates had always been lit between their lips. The Render inspired more defer- deference on the open seas than LP's royal family got from their servants in their coastal castles. The Render was known to be home of some of the fiercest fighters to their enemies, the loudest drunkards to squares, and the most generous with their riches and their al- with their allies. Captain Killer Mike and the royal family had the long and bitter history, going all the way back to when the killer stole his first ship on the way out of Brooklanta jail. And the render had been talking about Captain Killer's rage on every ship flying the Brooklanta flag. I quiet. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. This is this is bigger than you now. <laughs> It's with those stories replaying in his ears that a frightened LP takes an offered seat at the render's captain's table. And it's that enmity that the captain first brings up, but as the meal goes by and they are served by beautiful pirate women, the killer calls his wives, it becomes clear that the captain doesn't consider... Captain doesn't. (laughs) That the captain doesn't consider LP a member of that family. After all... And if. Oh, yeah, and then uh, uh, I ran out of time at work. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> well, to, to be, be continued. continued. <laughs> hey, great job, Ken. Thank you. That's I incredible. Re- I really, uh, yeah, it gets weirder. Um, <laughs> it's weirder. Mm, what, if there are, what if there were a world of water? A water world. <laughs> if you will. 
uh, and that was uh, all inspired because I was trying to think of uh, a fantasy movie song, and I was listening to Run the Jewels on the way, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just make up this story about uh, Sea Legs by Run the Jewels." That's great. Thank you. Great job, Cash. Thank you so much. Thank you, writer. thank you guys for reading that. That's the kind of story that like a band would invent for the liner notes or for like the concept <laughs> album that yeah, they yeah. wrote. <laughs> but then, uh, then the story ends up being way better than the album deserves. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, oh, shit! Maybe we should have just made a book." <laughs> oh, dang. How much money can we make splitting a book five ways? <laughs> yeah. Don't have to tour with it. Don't have to tour with it. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Cash, for the story. Mm-hmm. Neil, and thank you so much, uh, Tim Ryder, for joining us. Uh, they can find you at uh, Red Rider BB Gun. Red Rider, Red Rider BB Gun on Instagram, Tim Ryder on Twitter. And uh, thanks very much for having me. This yes, was, of course. Thank you, know, you so uh, much for coming. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim's Instagram is... Uh, it's it's the dumbest, it's longest the du- running joke. It's a long. Of it's my just life. one joke, and for every post, and it's been going on for years. And it's I fucking love it. You would love the dedication to it. Okay. Um, and but uh, yeah, very stoked to have you here. And I will see you tomorrow morning to continue to write riffs for the great and cheesy movie circus show for Mystery Science Theater, which Tim and I won't be on the tour, but are writing the riffs. So you'll be there in spirit. We'll be there in spirit and in words. Oh, okay. This is, of course, uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You by... What was the, the version? This version is a... Uh, it's the original. It's yeah. Digestivus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks so much for tuning in and yeah. for all the people that came and said hello to me at the uh, Florida Supercon. Thanks for doing that. Yeah, that's very great. fun. Um, we're going to end with a uh, song... Called Thinning by Snail Mail. <laughs> Sorry, I got uh, got an email. It's a long. I'm still got I'm still a little jet lag. I think. Well, and you you didn't expect to do it a whole book on tape tonight. That's I, a good I, point. I, I, I ran out of words, Cash. But uh, anyway, this is uh, this is uh, Snail Mail.
sun.